1: Radio Real Estate Show. I'm Station Manager, Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, Tina. Our first guest joins us from Fort McMurray, Alberta. Melanie Gallia is joining us, and we're going to be talking a little bit about Fort McMurray and the fires that took place four years ago and how Fort McMurray coped with that. Melanie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Melanie, tell us a little bit about the similarities between a city being shut down for forest fires and a city being shut down for COVID-19.
3: Well, the biggest difference is that at least with COVID-19, people are at their in their own homes. And um, a little bit of the differences are that you know you can still you know you can still shop. It's you know obviously being safe as you do those things. But when during the because ev- we were evacuated from the city for 30 days. Was that it was it, we could move freely, you know what I mean, and and so there's a little bit of difference there, but the similarities is when we came back and how long it took some businesses to reopen and um, get going again, and some businesses closed, and so there, I think we're going to see some of those so same similarities um, in businesses uh, after this as well.
2: And during the forest fires, you were talking about people being evacuated was there still business going on virtually for yourself I know that you've been big on video and virtual open houses were you still able to communicate with your clients and and your fellow residents uh, the same way that you would be able to do now
3: you know the fire was just a little bit different but there was no real estate business going on whatsoever during that time so could I still keep in touch with my clients yes I could you know but it was certainly there's 2200 structures were lost in in the fire and i think if i could go back i would have called every single one of my clients that lost their house to say what are you doing on your rebuild so there's a there's some differences in in that regard but most definitely you know one of the ways that i was using my efforts was to get the word about what businesses were opened so because i had started a group called discover fort murray on Facebook, and because um, I was about to start doing the beginning of May, 30 videos in 30 days. So that's one of the ways that I used technology to keep people in touch and, and the communication.
1: So Melanie, can I ask you then? Now, what are you doing to keep in touch and keep connected with clients, with your staff, so that you know we don't lose interest, that we don't lose. Um, morale as well. You know, it, it's hard sometimes to to keep that positive attitude and to know that mm-hmm. there will be an end to this eventually.
3: And that's the difference between a fire and this. You know, like the fire, it had an end. We knew when we could go home and that the fire was done and gone. So one of the ways, um, you know, we have a weekly, we've been we doing this anyways, but, you know, we have a weekly team meeting virtually anyways. Um, my assistant works from her house. I work from home primarily anyhow. And, and so what, I, what the team is actually in action with right now, we are super busy doing this, is using my platform of Discover for McMurray, because uh, it has a website, a list of local businesses and services, and the Chamber of Commerce is also helping out with that. So we are doing a video show. I've got a list of over 90 businesses right now, and that's what we're really – that's why we're trying to keep morale up with people, keeping them entertained reminding them, like, businesses are still, some are still open. They might be closed, but there's still curbside pickup, and there's still deliveries being happened, or happening. So that's how my team and I are using our secret powers for this. And Melanie,
2: you've always been a community ambassador, and, and this just enhances that role where you become that community hub. And how do businesses feel about that? I mean, I'm sure you're getting a lot of calls to say, can I be included in this and thank you for doing this? Mm. How does how does that role as community ambassador, uh, what type of role uh, is that in moving the community forward after COVID-19?
3: Well, one of the ways is like, it, I always say that I, and Tony Joe out of Victoria sort of inspired this years ago and just being the city social mayor, not political, I'm not talking about politics, I'm talking the right social mayor, connecting the local businesses, connecting Connecting businesses to each other, helping them, you know, I'm pretty good at marketing and social media, and i taught a couple classes on how they can do that. Um, but I also think going forward, it's going to be good, like the message of shopping local. Uh, I started a hashtag a couple years ago with Y M, and I've helped organize a couple, like I think five shop local days, so like a Moonlight Madness type of thing, where a whole bunch of stores collaborate their efforts to show people that they're open and what they have to offer.
1: Melanie, can I ask you, what's the overall sort of sentiment in Alberta at this time? You know, not only are people there dealing with COVID-19, it's also the oil crisis. How are they managing?
3: I think we're gonna, we're coming in for a big bump. I mean, if you, Fort McMurray itself feels like we've been slapped a few times. You know, we've, the recession started for mid-2014 in Fort McMurray. And I thought, okay, then the fires happened, And I thought we were coming up a really robust year in, this year because real estate sales were off the charts, like sales that I hadn't seen in a, in a very, very long time for January and February. And then tech pulled out, which is devastating because they had so many indigenous endorsements for this. And And I can't stress enough the importance of no matter anybody's like, political views, we have to get our oil to open markets. We're hurting. The oil prices are can't I can't even imagine the people that people are saying like just shut it shut it down. You can't just shut down the oil companies. Like it just it doesn't work that way. They're doing things to slow things down. But, you know, I would recommend people safely go fill up their make sure their car their tank of gas is filled up. You know, take your wipes with you, wipe down the machine before and after you use it. And maybe that might help. But it's it's gonna be an interesting couple of months here.
2: It really is. And and you know, coming out of this that's gonna be you know, your your oil crisis is going to be one of the main things that determines how quick Alberta comes out of this, because you've you've almost got a double whammy happening there, which we don't in Ontario. I mean, we're fortunate that you know we don't have the the same type of industry crisis. But coming out of it, I mean, you've been able to establish yourself as a leader in in virtual business, and, and you've been doing this for four or five years, how does that help you in, in terms of not only the COVID-19 crisis, but also, you know, is what can you do to help the real estate market through your virtual services, even through mm-hmm. uh, another recession?
3: Well, I think what I've, I've been doing um, live open houses, like Facebook live open houses for about four years, In two years, actually, and in, in Fort McMurray, like open houses. Like, they're not the same as they are in the in GTA. I'm from Oxford originally, so I really understand the market of Toronto and the GTA really well. I decided I didn't want to do any more open houses because I just felt that they were a waste of my time and my client's time. But how what could I do in order to get their home seen? And so what I started doing was uh, Facebook Live open houses. And then uh, about a year later, I started doing Instagram open houses right afterwards, which gives me more content, which gives me, oh, now I have a YouTube video out of the Facebook, and now I have Instagram TV video from the Instagram lives. And and what my clients love about it is they know I'm doing more. So now, those virtual tours, I, I have one system, email system, where I put my, my walkthrough tour, which is like a speed dating video. Then I do the walkthrough tour, which is Facebook Live open house tour, video tour, then I put 360s, plans, the floor plans, and the photos in one place. And I'm doing that to buyer's agents right now. Make sure your clients want to see this home. Right now in Alberta, we're deemed essential. And um, that's one of the ways. Now, I was already using this email system with all those five things in one place. I've been doing that already because if I had a good showing, I'd send that to the buyer's agent to say, hey, you can have your second, your third, your fourth, your fifth, your sixth, they find tense showing at home, and especially if someone has already seen the house before. Then they saw it more deeply. Where was that spot? Oh, let's look at the floor plans. Oh, this makes more sense now. And so I, I've been doing all this stuff for a long time, and my, it's good. My clients like it, and I really feel right now I'm keeping the public safe so that if someone watches a video and they decide that they don't want to see the house, the showings that are happening, my clients have much more confidence in getting their home ready for a showing because they know that the buyer is serious.
1: So Melanie, it sounds like that virtual open house on multiple platforms is not new to you. Do you think that will now be how all agents will do business? Is that going to be the new normal? I hope so. I I think it's going to be tougher in markets
3: like Toronto though, where people are so used to open houses and the the style of like, oh twenty people are to the house. Oh, it must be a good house. You better write an offer. You know, like it's been a buyer's market here in Fort McMurray for a long, a long time, with with glint into balanced market, but we're we're going to be back into uh, a buyer's market again. I think it is going to be the future. Video. There's no question. If agents are not doing video, you're going to be left behind.
2: And especially as your inventory starts to climb in the energy crisis, you're going to be able to reach out to more people and. And you get less tire kickers because they're able to weed out properties online. And that must make your job a lot easier just by having that availability of this online shopping almost for real estate.
3: Yeah, it still is never going to replace what I do as a realtor, though. You know, the, okay, there's a home inspection. I need to help negotiate the items for remedy on a home inspection. Making sure that you're, over, you're not overpaying for a property. You know, those things are never going to be replaced but making it easier and faster for a client to pick out what they want, absolutely. That's
2: awesome. Melanie, if people want to see some of your virtual open houses just to get an idea of what you do or if they want to contact you for more information on the Fort McMurray market, how do they get a hold of you?
3: I think one of the coolest things, if you want to see the videos that I've been up to, it's um, Melanie Dalia, G-A-L-E-A. If you just, even if you research Melanie and Fort McMurray, um, I'm the only Melanie Gallery real estate agent here, so um, that'll be easy. And then Melanie Gallery Remax is my my Instagram account, which is uh, like it's super easy to Find me and filled by Melanie.ca is my website.
2: That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, giving us a, a little bit of an insight into how Fort McMurray's been handling things.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me, and thanks for the shout out to Fort Max. When we come back, legal advice about your home purchase. During the COVID-19 pandemic, stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Asif?
2: Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is real estate lawyer and author Mark Wiseletter. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you
4: very much, Asif. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: Mark, we're hearing a lot of stories about uh, people using COVID-19 as an excuse to back out of deals, whether they're a seller or a buyer, and you had a great article uh, just the other day about what they can and cannot do. Tell us a little bit about uh, what buyers and sellers have bound themselves to and and what they can and can't do.
4: When you sign a real estate contract, you are bound by it, and Just because of COVID-19 perhaps causing you difficulties in obtaining a mortgage or selling your own home, that is not an excuse to cancel a deal. If a buyer cannot close because of COVID-19 for any reason, they will likely forfeit any deposit paid, and the seller can resell the property and sue the buyer for any uh, deficiency or loss on the resale.
1: Now, what about those buyers and sellers who feel a bit desperate and then alone right now because I've lost my job, I didn't know this was happening, and what do I do? Are you telling them that basically the contract is the contract and you need to figure out how you're, how you're going to move forward?
4: Well, you have to understand that, you know, as lawyers, uh, I, I have faced this situation from both a buyer and seller uh, standpoint over the last uh, month, especially. And uh, in all cases, the lawyers are going to try to still work things out. Maybe if we just extend the deal for a month or two, that might permit people to solve whatever problems they have. So we're always exploring solutions that will try to help people to avoid Having to go uh, to court, and and so this is our main focus: is trying to save and help people, because we appreciate that, you know, some uh, people can face financial ruin as a result of uh, the price changes as a result of the uh, conditions today.
2: And Mark, are you seeing a lot of people having trouble? Securing their financing as they come close to closing because of COVID nineteen or temporary layoffs.
4: I think for the most part, uh, the the appraised value properties have not gone down too much. Although there may be some pockets or areas where they are noticing a price drop that affects the ability of a buyer to get a mortgage on the home they purchase and. Uh, to sell perhaps their existing home at the price they thought they were going to get to be able to afford the home that they have purchased. And so it's not a one-size-fits-all uh, answer there. Some cases it's not a problem. Others, uh, it is a problem.
2: Mark, are you seeing any delays in closings or are people asking for amendments to close at a later date or have they moved closings up in order to make sure that they close in time? What's the general temperature out there from buyers and sellers and closing dates?
4: I think for the most part, people are trying to close on time or sooner if they are able to. If buyers want to get in, they want to move in, uh, but where there's an issue, then we are asked to try to negotiate an extension so that, you know, perhaps the buyers can organize their affairs, maybe apply to a different lender in order to put all their financing together to be able to close at a later date.
2: Mark, in Ontario, we're fortunate that deemed an essential service, and that keeps the land registry going. What happens in areas where real estate has not been deemed an essential service? Do you see complications because the land registry is closed right now with deals that were to close and with purchases that were supposed to happen? How do they navigate through that when they're not deemed an essential service?
4: Well, in most areas, real estate is an, uh, an essential service, but that doesn't mean that it's easy uh, to close a deal. So as an example, in my law firm, uh, realestatelawyers.ca, uh, we have managed to uh, have the entire real estate deal done without having to see our clients. So we can sign up the client with a video conference So they can literally sign all the paperwork on an iPhone during a video conference. We have special software to do that. And then when it comes to clothes, we uh, are a registered bill payee at all the major banks. So all our buyers can give us, pay us the down payment without having to visit a bank branch. They can do it online just like they're paying a Bell bill. And so this way we have complete safety uh, in all aspects of a transaction. I don't know if you've been to a bank branch lately, but you know, many have reduced hours. Many, uh, you have to wipe, wait outside in masks and gloves before you go in. Imagine how difficult it would be to go and get a bank draft now on the day of closing, and then drive it to a lawyer's office. So we've done everything we can to assist in making the deal close in a timely manner. And whether or not the registry uh, system actually goes down, because that is, I guess, theoretically a possibility, when a buyer gets title insurance, especially here in Ontario, even if the registry system goes down, we can close the, de- the deal in something called escrow, which will allow the buyer to take possession, the seller to get the money, and then as soon as the registry system opens, whether it's a day or a week or a month later, we do the registrations at that time. So we're set up, especially here in Ontario, as long as you know people are practicing doing things safely, to get all transactions done when buyers and sellers want to close.
1: So, Mark, it sounds like communication is key, that accommodations are being made for buyers and sellers, but if both parties get together, that maybe something can be worked out if there are financial difficulties. Does that apply to tenants and landlords as well?
4: That's a good question. Uh, As you know, the province of Ontario uh, has passed a law that says that no evictions can be processed during the pandemic. So even if a tenant has not paid the rent to a landlord, the landlord cannot start any eviction proceedings. And so my advice is that landlords and tenants should work together uh, to try to pay as much rent as tenants can afford, and landlords should also... Uh, try to accommodate tenants who perhaps have lost their jobs and are having difficulty because only by working together are you going to be able to get through this. And there are other consequences because some sellers have sold properties thinking that tenants were going to vacate on closing uh, so buyers could move in. And now the tenants either cannot move out or do not want to move out. And the same answer applies. The landlord is not going to be able to evict those tenants during uh, this crisis, and so they're going to have to make some kind of accommodation with the tenants, or else the buyer is going to have to agree to take over that tenant and close the deal. So there's lots of, of issues here uh, because the province has said there can be no evictions during this a difficult time period.
2: Mark, if you were to be able to provide some advice to not only landlords and tenants but buyers and sellers during this COVID-19 time, what would you say to them?
4: Well, this is truly unprecedented, and, and, and I, I've been doing this for over 35 years, and, and I have seen a markets turn on a dime as recently as three years ago when the government brought in the land speculation tax uh, prices fell 15% or more almost overnight, and so we've seen this in the real estate market, but never to this type of uncertainty. So I would hope the same way that people everywhere are cooperating, whether it's maintaining social distancing, you know, um, just looking out for each other. You would hope that buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants would also. Try to work together to get us all through this until everyone is able to get out and about safely uh, as well.
2: That's great advice, Mark. Uh, if people want to get more information about any of your COVID-19 clauses, the do's and don'ts, how do they contact you?
4: Thank, thank you. Thank you, Asi. So the easiest way is to send me an email to mark, M-A-R-K, at estate lawyers with an S.ca. That is the easiest way to reach me, and I'll be happy to answer any questions uh,
2: that people may have. That's awesome, Mark. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today and for that great information.
4: My pleasure. Thank you both.
1: When we come back, this week's hot listing, and just a reminder if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 the Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions. And the first one comes from Jaya in Markham. Her question is, in your show recently, Asif, you told us to use this time to prepare our homes to sell. Would I be able to connect virtually with a stager or someone else to help me decide what I should focus on in my home if I want to sell this fall? Asif, what do you think? This is a
2: great question, and we are setting up Zoom meetings for you to take us through the house. So you not only get a stager, you'll get a home inspector, a real estate agent, and the stager on the same call and they'll be able to go through everything in your house with you on your phone and then we can make a list of everything that you would need to do or prepare for in order to sell your house either later this summer or in the fall. Okay, so how do they connect with this Zoom call then? They can give me a call at 416-985-5426 or email me at asif at thehomeshop.ca and I'll be able to set that up for you. And it's uh, at your convenience, so whenever you are ready to go, and we'll have everyone on that call, and you'll be walking us through your home while we're taking notes and, and talking to you about that uh, that area of your house.
1: So the home inspector, the stager, they would be able to kind of watch and and, and follow us through our homes and provide suggestions as the meeting is going on?
2: Yes, and they'll also tell you which areas they would like to see. So the home inspector might say, take me into the furnace room. He might say, can we go outside and can I see the, the roof or the windows? And the stager would also be able to do the same thing to, uh, you know, ask you what you can declutter or how you can declutter and where you would store it and be able to give you some advice on that as well.
1: Wow, what a terrific and productive option. Our next question comes from Peggy in Richmond Hill. She wants to know if she should continue to meet with her bank and discuss financing even if she doesn't plan to buy until later this year.
2: Right now the rates are so good, Peggy, that you may want to get some financing in place right now and lock in a really good rate. And that way you have that done. They'll always reevaluate it later on, but at least you can get the ball rolling. Now right now, with banks being closed and, uh, you know, they're work- working virtually as well, you may want to contact your lender or your bank and see when they can meet with you and if they can meet with you virtually, what type of paperwork they need because this is a great time for you to gather all those documents and get everything in order so that when your appointment comes up, you're ready to go.
1: All right, so use this time to your advantage. That's right, yes. And Asif, we have just enough time for this week's hot listing. What do you have for us? you know we have something very unique and and at
2: this time we and last week we were asked about a short term rental and we have a short term rental available for anyone that's already sold their house and wants to wait to go out and purchase so they may want to rent for two or 3 months or it it could be that you've purchased a house and are not able to move into it right now but since you've sold your house you need somewhere to stay so instead of staying in hotels and stuff, we actually have a short-term rental. It's very rare. It's in Cornell. It's a two-story, three-bedroom, three-bathroom townhouse. And usually for a short-term rental, the landlords will charge a premium. But this landlord is not doing that at this time. It's $2,300 for the full house. Uh, usually you'd see something like this go for 3000 3500 if it's short-term. And uh, this is a great deal and a good solution if someone's caught in the middle.
1: And it's, uh, it's already ready to move in and, and no hesitation, you can just make it easy and simple?
2: It is and it is going to be sold. The, uh, the landlord will be selling this property but they're holding off just in case someone needs it right now and they'll be putting this up at the end of the summer.
1: If our listeners want more information about this short-term rental, where can they find it? They can contact Susan Taylor at 905-554-5522. And Asif, I know you mentioned this already, but let's remind our listeners one more time how to connect with you directly.
2: They can call me at 416 985 That's
1: 416-985-5426. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening.